it's time to meet up and catch up at the Weekend Water Cooler. Now, here's your host, Gene Bolduck. Okay, after much ado, <laughs> we might say, uh, welcome, welcome to the Weekend Water Cooler. I am Gene Bolduck, and I am joined by my cohort, my my cohort in crime, my partner. Yeah, sure. Crime. Uh, sure, Penny Red. We could be both, yeah. yeah. Penny, Penny is coming to us from her uh, secret location, her undisclosed location, um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> courthouse, and um, and and we're gonna we're gonna try to do a uh, a speed round of of the show today in rapid fire, so to speak. Uh, this week and and next, uh, I think we're gonna try to do a summation of the crazy roller coaster ride year that 2023 has been i'd say yeah. it's a top 10 i don't i'm not giving it a number because might be more than 10 so yeah it's yeah. got to be more than 10 i mean i think so you know you know what it is penny it's like counting trump indictments there may be 90 something but within each count there are multiple bad things that's right accused of doing so yeah. i i just you know how do you get to a number 91 uh, of how many indictments 91 across how many jurisdictions for four states, uh, four jurisdictions, 91 counts of criminal acts and uh, at least three uh, civil trials, uh, two of which already have uh, verdicts on the facts, uh, findings of fact uh, that he is liable for fraud and oh by the way actually it's four because there's actually two trials having to do with fraud of his uh business in new york that's right um there is the entire business has been found guilty i i don't know if it's civil or criminal of of fraud fraud yeah uh, and and there's also <clears throat> the case that's against him the um 200 um million dollar case that tish james has brought um and uh, there's already been a finding in that of uh liability and now it's just about uh what do they do to satisfy the state um for the amount of tax dollars and revenue that was defrauded uh to the state by trump and the trump organization, organization yeah. primarily himself and his two sons his two older sons so just to check it it is a civil it is a civil trial just it, to well, a yeah, civil investigation james trial. one yeah. is i i think that there was a trial previously that was the is is that the one you're talking about that's that's uh the, um, the trump organization trial yeah yeah okay let me uh i i am your um researcher while you're speaking so i, I will, thought that I one that. was criminal actually because i think that's the one that sent Might his be. accountant to jail ah that's correct Weiselberg. Yes. yeah yes that's correct yeah. so okay so there you go uh so there's there's all that there's a lot to keep up with and 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 what's going on with uh the the trump it's fair to say the trump criminal enterprise is which which goes across business lines and political lines both. There's okay. there are already convictions in Georgia, people who have pled guilty to criminal acts regarding the 2020 election and defrauding the voters and 
making false statements and the like. There's a lot more of that to come. I'm If anybody is thinking that maybe they're going to take their foot off the gas during an election year, forget it. They want to get most of this done before September if they can right next year. And so this year, you know, was starting to feel like maybe it would never happen. And then rat-a-tat-tat, it started, you know, indictments started dropping. Right. And let's not forget the first person that was arrested and went to jail in the Trump organization, Michael Cohen. So that's really where, I mean, we forget about how that all began. That's right. That's right. Because that was before COVID, if you think about it. I mean, we're in 23. Yeah. So he surely uh, did. And, and boy, I, you know, I hope they kept that cell warm that, that Trump attorney in jail cell, because I think Rudy's going there pretty soon. Well, yeah, Rudy, Uh, yeah, destroyed his entire reputation for no reason. Yeah. Rudy has got, um, uh, you know, uh, nothing left to, um, sling at the court nothing uh, in terms of his his own defense but there are going to be big names like that that are going to start uh making deals and uh trying to trying to you know cut their losses and get out and that's going to that's going to be happening happening yeah. uh w- one week after another as we go forward so so the whole the whole story of the the Trump crime problem is one thing. Um, I think that a larger thing that we're seeing across this year is irrefutable evidence uh, of the damage that he's done since since 2011, really, when he first started making these ridiculous birtherism mm-hmm. accusations toward President Obama, and no one in the GOP would lift a finger. Right. To call him call him out for that. And that's, that is up to the GOP. Obviously, any Democrat who said, that's a lie, and you're a lying liar would be dismissed as being partisan. Uh, But nobody in the GOP would raise their hand, really, no one I no one comes to my mind uh, in the GOP to forcefully raise their hand and say, yeah, no, that's, that's ridiculous. I, I don't even think I don't think Mitt Romney agreed with it, but I don't have any memory of him calling it out. And that's that's correct. That's correct, Gene. I don't think anyone did. And and, um, uh, we'll add to it. Okay, that was 2011. We'll add to it as time goes on. Neither did did the media call him out, which is, I I mean, I mean, Lawrence O'Donnell, the only exception he did right right away. And and he was alone. I mean, it, it didn't even get coverage that he was calling Trump who's private citizen Trump at that point. Right. I mean, right. and and this is not a small thing. Lawrence O'Donnell's show was on MSNBC. And at that time, Donald Trump was a fairly substantial personality on NBC. He was, you know, The Apprentice was a big show. And, and Lawrence, you know, called him out, said, you know, this is a terrible thing and it's racist and you should stop it. And uh, this is, you know, criticizing a guy on his own network. Right. Um, and nothing nothing came from it. Uh, the major media outlets, the New York Times, was years later into the fall of 2016 before they finally held this up and said, this thing that Trump did towards Obama, he's a liar about that. He's and a racist. Up yeah. that he's investigating it. And right. Well, it's fiction. It's all fiction. 
But Trump had done the damage already by that. It's, but that's what he does, right? He's a hit and right. run kind of guy. He just gets yep. it in there and then he it, it, then he dismisses himself and lets his minions do his dirty work. That's, that's right. That's, that's what right. Trump is, Trumpism also, is all about. He also do, makes effective use of the, uh, uh, the National Enquirer approach oh, yeah. to, uh, to, to publishing and to getting information out that not a coincidence of course no. uh, which is to just pulverize people with a lot a lot a lot of talk 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 a lot of what sounds like details about something um about me putting a story out that i've sprouted wings and i can fly and i i put it out there i try to get people talking about it then I try to get other people talking about the coverage of somebody else talking about it. And then it just sounds like it's out there in the atmosphere. Right. And then when people see it, they, they see it, they kind of remember the, the little germ of, of a headline in it, the smallest tiny amount of truth that might be in it. And they say, yeah, I think I heard something about that. And they take it in as being true. Mm -hmm. And and this is something that goes way, way back. This is about, goes back to the the fine art, sarcastically stated, of reporting gossip in the Drudge Report. Oh, yeah. And that stuff getting airtime. Stuff that the networks would never have put on the air about Bill Clinton. They put on the air because they said, this was in the Drudge Report. Look at this over here that was reported over here and it's yeah. nothing it's you know it's gossip it's so gossip. let me ask you let's let what what i don't hear your prediction how do you think some of these cases are going to end up because we're, we're obviously we're going to go into 25 26 until we get some of the answers on these uh what do you think i think every one of these criminal cases is going to result in a conviction of donald trump and many other people but i yeah. think the dc case for example has already passed the most difficult hurdles from a legal standpoint um, as to whether or not the things that Trump said on uh, January 6th, whether or not that's political speech and protected speech. And right. it's, it's, he's already passed all of that. None of that is protected speech. And it's very easy to know that <clears throat> it's definitely not within your job description as president that you would call on a mo an armed mob to go down to attack another branch of government. That's not in anybody's job description. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Oof. I think they're, I think they're all going to result in, in convictions yeah. and a lot of convictions. And I think Trump knows that. I, I still think he's going to flee before any of this. I do too. I keep saying he's, yeah. he's not going to stay here. He's going to flee because I, you know, because he can number one, Yes. Um, and, and I really think that when we'll know that things are getting warmer, when we start hearing um, about arguments in court about taking his passport and yeah. him to stay in the country um, and restricting his movement, which the courts are completely entitled to do. They, they really should have revoked his bail about 10 times already. Um, but, you know, they didn't ask Penny and me about that. They did not. Our legal opinions are are available whenever requested by the DOJ. 
Um, but for right now, we're going to take a quick break, probably not to hear from the DOJ. Uh, but you're listening to the Weekend Water Cooler on 97.9 The Hill, and we have much more to come. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back with Penny Rich, and, uh, you know, we're just talking about where is it going to end up with Trump? Where it's going to end up, you can't see this, folks, but I'm making the uh, the image of him being behind bars. He's going to end up, he's going to die in prison. I'm just, I promise you this. Yeah, wow. Um, a, lot of, yeah. a lot of people are, would hope um, for that, but I don't um, know. Unless, um, unless he flees the country. I think he's going to flee. That's my, that's so, my, so yeah. we'll keep an eye, We'll keep an eye on the courts, and if they start talking about we want your passport and uh, you can't leave the jurisdiction. Then, then I, you know, frankly, I, I just think he's going to flip. Uh, we, it'll be hard to tell. I know, but um, yeah. So, so you, you can't look at what's happened with uh, Trump throughout this year. And the fact that in the polls, which I still question uh, in the polls, he's still holding steady and, um, I, I I think part of that is that people have learned that they enjoy lying to pollsters, but um, it it's very clear to me that he has he does have a grip on the on the Republican Party uh, because I don't know any other way to say it than uh, than to point out that the party is completely lost. Oh, absolutely. They collapsed entirely as as a legitimate national party, starting starting, I would say, with Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell takes to the floor in the United States Senate just days after January 6th, maybe a week, two weeks later. And he has before him the question of whether or not they're going to bring a vote on conviction after Trump is uh, impeached for the second time. And he says, no, no. We're not going to we're going to wait. We're not going to do that while he's president. You know, there's a criminal justice system. He kicked the whole thing out to the courts. And right. I think that was a huge and an inexcusable and unforgivable mistake that he made. According to Liz Cheney's new book, mm -hmm. uh, that mistake came from the fact that he thought Trump would just fade away. He thought this was just that's it for him. And. And, you know, we'll just let the courts mop up all the rest of it and, and we're out of it. We don't have to worry about him anymore. Yeah, you do. And yeah, and I don't know why they you, kept thinking whether that. Whether or not you even do. You have a responsibility. Yeah. You of have the record. Do. You have history yeah. to think about. Why didn't you just convict him of this obvious insurrection charge in, yeah. in his second impeachment? And if they had convicted him, he would not be eligible to to run for president any 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 again. And I, I don't I don't know what on the I, politics I side. The end. The end. Why why are they so afraid? I, I and I guess well you go back to so, sort of like fundraising and all that. And I get that right, but but the base is it hasn't changed. That's there's, the whole there's thing. There's no new base though, so there's no new money that's going to come into them. Right. What what are they thinking? Well, you know, again, you know, according to a book I haven't read, but according to Liz Cheney's new uh, new book, just out today, in fact, the day we're recording today, um, according to her new book, Kevin McCarthy reversed himself, went to Mar-a-Lago after blasting Trump on the floor of the house. Mm -hmm. He went to Mar-a-Lago, 
what, a week later? Something like that. To kiss Trump the was ring. still president, I think, when he went down there. And he anyway, he went down there and, you know, was photographed with him and, and so forth. And according to her book, the reason is his uh, the the fundraising channel that he had, which was largely corporate America, was big donors. Right. And they all said, that's it. We're They're done. With, we're done yeah. with this. Right. We're not going to support candidates that voted against certifying the election. That's not your job. That's not what you were there to do. And we're going to turn our back on you. And that only leaves small donors as an avenue to raise money for candidates, which is the only area of talent that Kevin McCarthy has. Um, and he went to Trump. He didn't care if Trump was depressed or whatever his other nonsense was. He went there to get a lists of small donors. People, right. People yeah. who, when Trump puts out a trading card with his ridiculous picture on it, oh my goodness. they'll send in $20 to get a digital image that they could right click on and save locally. These, these are, these are the names of, uh, you know, dopey donors uh, that Kevin McCarthy needed to be politically viable. Uh, and it's, for himself it's, and his caucus. And his, but it's so sad, Gene, because the the, the, the those small donors that Kevin McCarthy went to go kiss the ring for, um, they are the people that can least afford to donate to Donald Trump. Right. I know it. Yeah. It is it is just so how how many times does the wool get pulled over your eyes? I just don't get it. Like I don't when either. do you wake up? Why is he the front runner? Why is the Republican Party not saying, oh no? He can't be he can't be our candidate. None of them are saying that. I mean, Chris Christie is a little bit same, but none of them are saying that. It, it, it's just devastating to hear this repeat of 2016. It's because they didn't. It's, you know, even Christie standing up to him the way he has, which, you know, look, and, and Liz Cheney, for that matter, Liz right. Cheney, Liz was first 2016 That's through Trump's right. presidency. You can't name anything she didn't vote with him on. That's she, correct. She was absolutely, but but this was like, of course, <laughs> thank you, a bridge too far. Right. Attacking the Capitol? <laughs> People for her coming it was. in, you know, looking for her? You know, thank you. I mean, I think she got the message there that uh she can't she can't abide that. Uh but it, it, even Christy, Christy said that when when Trump went to the microphone on election night knowing that he did not did not yet have a result that would allow him to say he'd won the election mm -hmm. but he did it anyway of course and he well, says that was it for me oh give me a break it should have been that was it for me when he fired you Right. Uh, it, during the he was running Trump's transition oh. right up until there actually needed to be a transition. And I'm talking about 2016. Yeah, I have no love for Chris Christie. Don't don't I, let me, me tell neither. you, I don't I mean, at all. But so you he know, was going to be your guy for the transition in 2016. Right. And then by some quirk of horrible fate, Trump wins the election and immediately fires Chris Christie you will no longer have anything to do with the transition. 
uh, I don't know who he put in charge of it, Steve Bannon, Stephen Miller, so one of these geniuses. Went, yeah, yeah. And and Christie is out. Christie wanted to be chief of staff. He wanted to be attorney general uh, more than he wanted oxygen. And he he would have taken any number of cabinet positions, and you know it like I do, and mm -hmm. he wasn't offered any of them. He says that he said no repeatedly. I don't believe him. No. I mean, I don't believe him. That's all. No, I. that's that's right. You know, And he's and criticizing he, Trump now because it's expedient for him. Of course it is. I mean, he can raise a little bit of money off it. He's not, Chris Christie's not going anywhere. Let's, I mean, come on. Right. You can't, you can't sit on a beach in Long Beach Island in New Jersey on July 4th when everybody else has to go somewhere else because you close the beaches down. Let's put it that way. Yeah, come on. As, in, as a person who used way, to go Chris. to Long Beach on the weekends. I, uh, I did enjoy yeah. all the memes after that of him sitting in a big square in all these various locations, including the Oval Office. That's right. I did mm -hmm. enjoy those. Yeah. Well, listen, we're we're gonna have a lot more fun. We've we've got a lot more fun coming and and uh and and more uh, lighthearted topics coming right up. Uh, we're listening. You're listening to the uh, weekend water cooler at ninety seven nine the hill. Thankfully, successfully recorded on Zoom. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and we're talking to Penny Rich uh, all about politics uh, all throughout the craziest year on record so far, twenty twenty three. And there's much more to come. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back with Penny, and um, we're talking about we're we're just talking more broadly about the Trump effect and how it's kind of it's kind of come into full view this year. The negative effect that um, Trump and the Trump effect, which is manifested within other people as well, uh, not and not just on Fox. I mean, other politicians, and uh, you know, one of his <laughs> one of his former attorneys now convicted criminal mm. uh, Jenna Ellis uh, who was always you know was on Trump uh, on TV oh. you know talking for him and all this uh, then for the sake of keeping her law license made all these admissions in court but now is on um, on social media saying things like how can you support this guy when and I'm like please Please sit down. Yeah, no one's going to believe you, uh, girl. What are girl. you doing? What are you? What are you doing? Okay, what are you yeah. doing? So, so there's all that. I, uh, I think that one of the, um, one of the, perhaps not fully realized, pieces of damage that uh, that Trump has done is is the uh, injury to confidence that we have in institutions. Uh, mm -hmm. That is the institution of government, which. Since Reagan, I mean, it's been government's the problem and, you know, and right. all that and just beating that drum. I, I've never liked that. Why are you running to run the government if you think the government's the that problem? That is so bad. Everybody to hate yeah. the government. Yeah. And then now that you're in charge, everything's OK. I never I never followed that very. I mean, it's obvious. It's an obvious manipulation. Um. So so there's that. There's the government. But I mean, journalism since I was in journalism school, journalism has been uh, taking a hit. If you, you know, oh, it's, yeah. it's not a way to make a lot of money anyway. It never was, but except for like 10 people. Um, but, but also people just uh, don't have confidence in reporters and the process of doing hard, I'm talking about hard news reporting. 
Oh yeah. Um, that's, that's meant to be objective and not slanted. I'm not talking about opinion pieces or editorial columns. I'm talking about the front page of the Washington post, that kind of reporting it's really taken a hit and that's all to Trump's advantage. That's his objective. Well, that was his goal, wasn't it? Yeah. Objective goal. I mean, that's calls, calls the the enemy of the people. That's how dictators get dictators. Yeah. Language. Yeah. Um, he uses the language of Hitler and, and, you know, while, while Hillary Clinton gets three days of coverage for using the word deplorable to describe some of the Trump followers and donors for that matter, she gets nonstop coverage for about three days from that. Trump calls his uh, political opponents verm- vermin, which is straight off of uh, Adolf right Hitler's of, personal diary, uh, how he uh, come, writes yep, speeches and describes it. his his uh, opponents. And it, it's a blip. It, it gets almost no coverage. And that's because he says so much awful stuff that um, I think editors are like, can't we please just he's. You know, he's a private state. They, they find excuses to try to ignore him. They'd rather cover other stuff. But right. y- you you have to cover this stuff. And, uh, you know, there's there's been a big, you know, downsizing in journalism broadly, uh, as as you will find no better evidence of that than here in Orange County, where we used to have. Uh, what, two daily newspapers, Um Oh, yeah. And, you know, well, we had three regular newspapers anyway. We had the News of Orange has been around for a very long time. Forever, yeah. There's been, you know, the the Herald Sun had its Chapel Hill Herald, the Orange County edition, which was a wraparound of the Herald Sun. And I worked for them for a while. And... um, News observer. Chapel Hill News, you know. Yeah, Chapel Hill News. Chapel Hill News. Yeah, was big. You know, Gene, it's it's interesting that you say that. When I first started in politics, uh, way back in, way back in the early two thousands, just right after the Earth cooled, right? Yeah, right. In the um, when I started on the Owasa board, uh, and then moved to the council, we always had a reporter at those meetings. Always, it was and and. I, there if there was a story the next day here's what the council did here's what they voted on here's right. who voted for what you always right. knew who voted right like now you get these little blips that this that it was a seven to one vote okay that's nice who was the person that voted against like right. let's let's get that all out there what was that all about yeah you don't, you don't get any of that so much coverage um until recently i think that some of the um newer local sort of um and i don't want to call them all news because they're not like, for example, the blog blog is not news. Um, right. It is a blog. And they say that over and over again, we are a blog. Um, but they're covering things that that these journalists used to cover. They're trying um, as, to do, you know, yeah. citizen journalism, I guess they call it. Yeah, yeah, that's and, that's exactly right. I, you know, um, they have the they have the right idea, because they're trying they to do. fill, uh, you know, the void, a, a gap, uh, yeah. you know, a yeah. void in, in, in the coverage and people want to know, and I mean, this, you talk about something whose coverage has just vanished. When I ran for the school board in 94, I went to school board meetings for a year before running for the school right. board. Because I wanted to know everything that was going on and coming up. And I got involved, was involved in an issue back then. Um, school violence. Can you believe? No, oh, that was mm. way back then. Oh, everything's yeah. fixed now. Right. Um, and so anyway, I went to every school board meeting 
there were all the tables where the members sat. And there was a, t a long table where multiple reporters. Oh, yeah. Sat. The press yeah. table where they sat at every single meeting and they covered every meeting. And like you say, you know, it was a quest there. there so there was space. You had an education reporter for each of these multiple outlets oh, yeah. that covered that. And there was a separate education reporter that covered UNC. Yeah. And one for Duke, obviously. Oh, yeah. UNC Duke. Well, so that's all right. All those are gone. Right. All all those, well, you know, it's interesting. are gone. Yeah. Chapel Hill Town Council, when I was on it, they used to save the aisle seats closest to the wall for the journalists so they can plug in their computers. Yep. Because you didn't have such great batteries back in, uh, you know, the dark ages when I first started. Right. Of course, now it's very different. But a lot, a lot of the folks that were writing on their computers didn't. So they would save all those seats. Uh, you know, we had a regular, uh, you know, it, I just can't tell you that it, it was such a loss for our community because you had yeah. to go searching for information. Then if you really wanted, like you wanted to stay involved, you had to go search for information. So, right. but, but we do have, um, luckily we do have some um, really good news organizations, the Daily Tar Heel and Chapelboro, right? I mean, we right. can't leave Chapelboro out of the, out of the picture because, um, you know, they've been doing a really good job for a very long time. Right. That's right. why they win and, and, you know, the, you know, just back up the truck with the awards from the Press Association again, uh, the Association of Broadcasters, Station of the Year, WCHL, again, again, again. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and, you know, they have such a great they have really um, uh, I think the way I put I was talking to somebody at the station not very long ago. And and I said, you know, I think you guys have really with Chapelboro really figured out the secret sauce. You, mm -hmm. you, you've hit the sweet spot between, you know, old school, you know, I need two sources, uh, journalism, right. okay, official quotes, yes, but, you know, when your mother says she loves you, check it out. I mean, you, you know, validating uh, sources and, uh, and getting it right. And there have been a number of stories that have demanded that you run down details and make sure that's really what happened before you run it. And I mean, they've, they've done, uh, they've had some very challenging, very fast breaking, fast moving stories that they've really held the line and done a great job. And because they're online, you, you can get the immediate effect right. of, of almost, almost a uh, social media type of immediacy, but then you get the benefit of a, of a slightly longer form of reporting like you have in a newspaper. And it's it's a it's a great combination. You have yeah. lots of people consuming that from all over the country because they follow Carolina. Sure, sure. And I and I think that's a really important point that uh, you called it the secret sauce. But I, I really think that, uh, you know, for for uh, the social media crazed people, and I include myself in that. Yeah. Uh, younger generation, they want their news on the spot like that, you know, right. and they want they want it to, see it, it, mm -hmm. it, it to appear in front of them right away. And I think Chapel Borough is doing a really good job. And, you know, the, the Daily, Daily Tar Heel also has uh, uh, you know, kids that are doing this all the time. And I call them kids and I shouldn't because they're college students. But to me, they're kids. They're doing an amazing job. You know, they're, they've got the social media. They got the print edition. And, you know, there's links, all, what they need to, what they know to link right now and, and what's going to pull people in. 
Yeah. Um, I know for me, Chapel Bar was like my first go-to. I, you know, I see something, hit yeah. the link, and then I'm there. I'm going to see, okay, what else are we reporting on today? And you you know, know, about, about a week yeah. ago, the lights went out in my house, just like in the middle of the morning. There was no, it was a day like today, sunny, you yeah. know, my, mild temperatures. It was like absolutely no reason. And there was a heat, and I, I went right to Chapelboro. There was a huge power outage in Orange County. Right. Thousands would, and thousands yeah. because a transformer had gone had out. Gone out. Well, and yeah. I, so I'm yeah, like, this thing, is happening right in my house. I can walk right out on my street. I'll see no evidence of anything having happened. Right. But I can right. find out on Chapelboro. On Chapelboro. Well, you know, it's funny that when well, we had the mild earthquake here in the courthouse and the courthouse shook. Yeah, that and was I called, wild, wasn't it? I got on the phone right away and I called Brighton. I have a cell phone. Sorry, Brighton. I have a cell phone number and I was like, what in the what is going on? He goes, what are you talking about? Buddy? I know, right? He's going, I'm like, the well, courthouse is that, shaking. Didn't that and happen right where you are and you're calling me? Yeah, and yeah, the courthouse but, you know, is shaking. Everybody and like, else is calling you too. That's why I'm calling you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what do you got? I even know what do you got? He goes, I'll call you right back. And he did. He called me. I mean, he called me back so, soon after. And they yep. went on, you know, live with it that there was uh, some and, sort of loud know, explosion. So, so Chapelboro, you know, God bless them. And I, you, and you know, the radio station has com- has evolved over you know seven decades. Oh, and, yeah. and and most radio stations that started out at that time they've been bought out by you know acme massive media oh, companies yeah. and yeah. um and they they've lost all of their all of their character you know uh, but chl has not so thank you chapel bro for being oh, who yeah. you are Absolutely. Uh, i would also say um I, I can't say enough kind things about the Daily Tar Heel and its coverage of the shooting on campus this year. Um, And the the front page that they did following that. Spectacular. Exactly. Every every student journalism award needs to go to them for that. Every every journalism award that I can think of. Uh, If Time Magazine did a headline of the year, Instead of a person of the year, it would be the front page of the Daily Tar Heel oh, because yeah. all of those panic-stricken messages that tells you about what an act of terrorism, a shooting on a college campus or any school campus, is. It's you're not just injuring one person; it's everybody who's got a kid there is is injured by that. I mean, that's, that's right. It's just was just gripping and. Um, and, and epically spectacular work. I can't say enough good things about that. Yeah, and and what a devastating. I mean, we would talk about things that that changed twenty twenty three. It was that was that was quite devastating. I was just on campus in one in the Gillings School of Public Health, uh, working with some of the masters uh, students there, and they I talked to one of the professors, dean, assistant deans there about that day, um, and they didn't have a whole lot of information, but they knew they had to protect the students. And I, you know, some of the the guild, the the school, the public health school is all glass. Right. And so, where do you go with everybody? Well, you know, you got to get them in the basement, right? And then you right. have all these students that are texting and putting these panic messages out that the Daily Tar Heel picked up. But you have professors at, that are down there with these students trying to pr- protect the students. It was it was a devastating day for folks that, and they still some of them have not gotten over that. Um, you know, I did hear about students that dropped out that did not come back. They just could not 
feel ever, ever feel safe again. And you know, this is not only UNC. This is this is America. This is one of these issues that um, we we need to continue to pound home. Uh, another failure of the GOP to not have any kind of gun control in this country, uh, right. especially when it comes to mental health. And, yeah. you know, it's not that we expect them to come up with the best bill. It's that we expect them not to obstruct it. That's right. They I, need to not it. obstruct it. They need to say, you know, I'll vote the way I vote. Um, and, and they need to find common ground because this is this is a 75 and 80 percent public opinion issue and it's foolish what they're doing it's nakedly it's nakedly in favor of where they're getting money from correct and uh and everybody knows it well listen we're going to take a quick break and then penny and i are going to come back and have a little giggle right before the end of the let's show. let's do it Woo-hoo. and uh you're listening to the weekend water cooler on 97.9 the hill don't go away we'll be right back yeah All right. okay i'm back in uh just got a few minutes left to uh, wrap it up with Barbie. Oh, uh, so, Barbie. You know, we, get we, to, we can we give it away there? now, right? That yeah. when, when women have seen Barbie, they refer to each other as Barbie all the time. <laughs> and if you don't get that, then you have to see the movie. You have see the movie. to see the movie. Um, I don't see how you could go through the 1980s without having seen Star Wars. I, I just, who are you talking to? Yeah. If you don't have a point of reference and you don't know who Darth Vader is if you don't know who's in the Wizard of Oz and who those characters are I don't know how are you functioning how how who are you talking to oh my goodness this is your yeah. frame of reference Barbie is that level of movie it's that level of cultural phenomenon um it's an absolute I think Barbie's going to come up a lot at the Academy Awards I do too yeah I agree really surprised yeah. mm-hmm. how many Oscars um, are falling into the Barbie Corvette. Um, <laughs> and the, and the, I'm trying to remember what the other, what the other Barbie car is. Barbie has a Corvette and another car. I That's can't remember. Shame. My okay. research associate, well, we'll look that up. Um, yeah, I want to say it's like an, an SUV of some sort or something. something it might have been. Not a Barbie truck. There ought to be a Barbie pickup truck, shouldn't there? Anyway, yeah. if she had a pickup truck, she should back it up to the Academy of uh, uh, Film and uh, Art and and whatever movies. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank, <laughs> and uh, the American Academy of Movies, AM <laughs> PM, and uh, and pick up her Oscars because um, it's it's a it's a beautifully cleverly filmed and designed movie it doesn't look like any movie you ever saw before uh the sound i guess is pretty similar some fantastic uh little effects that they do with um some special effects and there's just a whole bunch of stuff the writing is a mile deep you don't that's amazing it's a so it's such a smart very well directed incredibly clever wonderful film and i I just i loved it too so yeah you're right the the little pink corvette was what she drove in the movie but her first car um little known was in 1962 was an austin healy 3000 cut it out yeah yeah isn't that pretty cool um i think though when you're when you're thinking of the um suv it might have been what ken was driving when he took over barbie land do you remember that when he oh, came yeah in? that's that's right <laughs> doesn't that make sense it wasn't, wasn't pink was it 
I don't think it was pink, and I actually think it was a Hummer, but I could be wrong on that. Oh too. no, that's right. It was a Hummer. It, yep. Wasn't it a Hummer? Yeah. Yeah, very, yeah. very. Because very the, then all of a sudden, male. yeah, it was all male oriented, and there was beer, and you know, they yeah. were hanging out, yeah. and you of know, course. you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, so okay, Barbie. Um, if if Margot Robbie runs for president, I'm voting for her. <laughs> and sorry, Joe and Kamala, but I'm voting for Barbie. And and you know, VP or just co-president because you can do that if you want is Taylor Swift. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. Taylor Swift has taken over the NFL, and plenty of people are mad about it, but most people are not. No, most people are not. I have to say, um, you know, good for her. How good do you not her. love Taylor Swift? I, I you know, and I, like you and I talked a little bit before. I'm not, I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan. I don't really know too many of her songs, but oh my God, as a successful businesswoman, she is unbelievably amazing. And not only that, Jean, she gets young people out to vote. Exactly. And this is, this is exactly. so important. She is, she is so, she is the perfect anti-Trump example because she actually did make herself into a superstar industry and make all the money that she has. Oh, yeah. She made it. She didn't inherit any of it from her she, parents. Correct. To start with. She didn't right. have 400 million seed money to get started. Okay? That's right. And yeah. And then she she actually fired her manager when, at a very young age when she realized, wait a second, this person is, is trying to not do me good here. I don't right. I don't need these kind of people in my life. She right. was smart enough to recognize this manager is not doing the right thing. And she's like, I'm taking over. And she did. She took up the woman's going to make a billion dollars this year. And then her whole catalog had been, you know, with her record label. And she said she got into some dust up with them. I don't even know the details of this, but I know this. She re-record. She is in the process of re-recording yeah. her whole catalog in a format that she owns so that she owns it. And, yeah. and she controls who can stream it, who can buy it, how they buy it. And all of those are, are that's where this phenomenon of Taylor's version comes from. Mm -hmm. of, it's this song, Taylor's version. It's it is Taylor's song, version. Taylor's right. version. And right. by the way, I mean, just a little throwaway mention uh, of, of all this music, almost all of it is, is written by her. Yeah. You know, un perhaps underappreciated, but I mean, she is a mega, mega industry, super fabulous superstar. I say more power to her. She brings people out. She brings them out for positive things. She um, she drives people to vote without a necessary uh, a slant or agenda. She's just like, you know, get out and vote. Right. And anybody with that kind. And, and she, unlike some people we know, um, she has so many many millions of devoted followers who are following her for the right reasons absolutely you know, they're not learning how to hate other people and building a wall and whatever right now um, i do hate that that good. it costs so much money to go to her um concerts so you it becomes a problem but it appears that even like people like Bruce Springsteen, you know, when he came to the Coliseum and I was looking at tickets, if you wanted to be on the floor in the front row, you had to pay thousands of dollars. I mean, it's just that it, that was so on Bruce Springsteen because he was the working man and he was always 
you know, embracing low ticket yeah. prices so everyone right. can see them. So when the Taylor Swift craze happened and, you know, she didn't, she, I think she lost control over the pricing of her tickets yes. um, and that wasn't a good thing, but, but this is um, her music was re-recorded after 2019 when uh, music exec executive Scott, I'm sorry, Scooter Braun purchased her label called big, that was called big machine. So he did purchase her label and her songs. And then, so she just rebranded everything, which kudos to her. I mean, yeah. that's like, I mean it's a, you know, it's a lot of work yeah. to re-record all that, all that stuff. But she said, it well, is. it's the the point of it is that, you know, I want people who are buying my stuff to know they're buying it from me. Right. And that's right. really standing behind the value of, of your, yourself, your own brand, personal brand. I, I really respect that. I really respect her. And Penny Rich, I really respect you because right now I'm going to let you go so you can go back to work. Oh, wow. For our yeah. courthouse. We love you uh, working up there. Taking care of people up here. It's amazing. I have an amazing job, Jean. I, it's, I get to serve uh, the people of Orange County every single day, and I love it. I love it. I love that you're there doing it. And, yeah. uh, and we ask everybody who's, uh, you know, if you're going out, be safe. Take care of be yourself. Safe. Yeah. And if you're staying in, keep it right here on 97.9 The Hill. Follow Gene on Twitter at Gene Bolduck and tweet your comments and questions with the hashtag WCHL.